Welcome to my podcast, The Cross in the Desert. I'm your host, Randy L. Noble, and I want to say once again, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy life to tune into my podcast today. I am a Christian author who writes a lot of books of historical fiction. That's the gender. In other words, I'm writing books of true happenings in history with true people or true characters, but I'm adding my own imagination to those historical events with characters and incidents that didn't actually exist but are used to complement the book. And that's what I like to write. And today on the podcast, I want to talk about a very painful subject that I take no pleasure in speaking about. It's the subject of the Salem Witch Trials. My newest historical novel is entitled A Witch in the Woods, The Persecution of Rebecca. And it's a story about the injustices, the execution of innocent men and women during the Salem Witch Trials of 1692. This was the church not at her best, not representing Christ at her best at all. This was a Puritan community that listened to the false accusations of so-called afflicted young girls who accused certain members of the community of engaging in witchcraft. And because there was a lot of hysteria and a lot of hype and not enough real investigation, very tragically, 20 men and women lost their lives at the gallows. They were falsely accused of something they were not involved in. There's a lot of books that have been written on this subject, some very intense, detailed docudramas. My book is not a docudrama. It is a historical fictional book. And in this book, because I am broken over the way that this Puritan community really misrepresented the Bible and Christ in their accusations, I felt the need to write a response to the pagan community and say that this was wrong, that this was misguided, this was unjust. And because it's historical fiction, one of my lead characters in the book is 21-year-old Nathaniel. He is the son of a Puritan minister. He's a Christian. And when he sees what is going on in this community... He stands up for these innocent women being falsely accused. Now, I wish that Nathaniel had actually existed, that he had really did what he did in my book in 1692, but he didn't. You see, that's the beauty, though, of historical fiction. This was wrong. And so, in writing this book, I said, I need to have a character that speaks out against the hypocrisy of this Christian community and stands up for these falsely accused individuals. A Witch in the Woods, the Persecution of Rebecca is really a story of injustice and tragedy, but it's also a story of romance. 
It's the story of the relationship of Rebecca and Nathaniel in the book. You see, Rebecca comes from Barbados to live with her aunt in Salem Village, Massachusetts, in 1689 after the death of her parents. And in my story, Rebecca doesn't feel like she fits in with the Puritans. She doesn't feel a part of them. So one moonlit night, she goes for a walk in the woods and she meets a character. A woman named Agnes who has been ostracized by the Puritan community. They believe that she practices witchcraft because she has crystals and stones and does herbal healings. And Rebecca and Agnes become very strong friends. Now, I don't want to tell you everything that happens in the book because you won't buy it and read it. But here is my heart in this book. Nathaniel, one of the lead characters besides Rebecca, has heard about this frenzy that's going on. In the true happenings of 1692, young Abigail and Betty the daughter of Reverend Paris begins behaving strangely. She begins having seizures and barking like a dog and running and hiding under the table. And to make a long story short, she begins to claim that women have afflicted her, that the spirits of these witches have come and tormented them and are afflicting them. And after fasting and prayer and consulting with a physician, the Reverend Paris decides, I have to seek medical help. And a doctor comes and says, look, there's nothing physically wrong with your your daughter and, and your niece. The hand of evil is upon them. They've been bewitched. And the Reverend Paris believes their story. And that begins the hysteria of all of the accusations in this Salem Village community that evil witches are plaguing innocent people like these young girls. Now, one of the friends of Nathaniel is Sarah Good. In the actual Salem trial events, she was a real person that was really executed and put to death for being accused of practicing witchcraft and having a covenant with the devil. So Nathaniel, my lead character in the book, is going to stand up for her. And this is the heart of the book for me. One of the biggest scenes in the book is that at the trial and interrogation of Sarah Good, here comes Nathaniel. He is simply beside himself about what's going on. He says, Sirs, as Puritans, we are to take seriously the commandments of God, especially in this kind of atmosphere where there have been grave accusations made against this dear woman. I have known Miss Good for a very long time, 
And you both also know of her struggle being homeless and poor and having to beg for money on the streets. Miss Good has had a very difficult life. And when I hear these grave accusations against her, I must remind the court of the ninth commandment. Thou shall not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Nathaniel gazed around the crowd of people, his eyes filled with rage. Then he stared directly back toward the magistrates. These are slanderous accusations against Miss Sarah Good. Where are the credible witnesses to establish the truth of these accusations? According to Hebrew law, there must be two credible witnesses. Her neighbors assert that she caused the death of their livestock. But I plead with you. How can you possibly prove that? I am outraged that such a frenzy has broken out in our village. Young girls claiming to see the spirit of Sarah Good afflict them? This is preposterous. How can spectral evidence of this kind be allowed in the courtroom? This is evil slander that is trying to destroy Miss Good's reputation. John Hawthorne slammed the gavel down on the table in disgust. That will be enough, Nathaniel. This is a court of law, and we are here to uphold the law. You cannot give us sermons on the law of God. We know the law of God very well. Nathaniel took an angry deep breath and walked closer to the magistrate's bench, pointing his finger at them. This court is so zealous to uphold the Holy Bible and condemn the sin of witchcraft. But why have you ignored what the scriptures say against the sin of gossip, the sin of slander, and the sins of the flesh? Nathaniel turned and gazed intently toward Ann Putnam and Abigail Williams. I don't believe that you are afflicted. I believe that you are pretending all of this just to get revenge on the people that you dislike. How can you possibly claim that Sarah Good's four-year-old daughter is guilty of the sin of witchcraft, that her spirit has afflicted you? I know all about you, Ann Putnam, and know you are at war with the Porter family over land disputes. Please be honest before God and this court and tell the truth about why you and Abigail are doing this to these innocent women. John Hawthorne once again slammed down his gavel to restore order. The crowd of people whispered and muttered out loud, and they were astonished at Nathaniel's behavior. Nathaniel refused to be silent and continued his outrage at the unjust proceedings. Brethren, I am astonished at this interrogation, our Puritan forefathers came here to the colonies decades ago in the pursuit of religious freedom. And can you not see, or are you so blind that you who profess religious freedom are now engaged in a witch hunt to imprison and take away the freedoms of this innocent woman? Are we not all behaving like hypocrites? Are we not being intolerant toward those whom we disagree with? That is enough, Justice John Hawthorne yelled at Nathaniel with a fiery gaze in his eyes. This whole scene, I wish it really had taken place, but I created the character of Nathaniel 
to speak out in defense of Sarah Good, which is speaking out in defense of all of those falsely accused. And I used the Bible. Isn't this amazing? This is Nathaniel, a Christian, having to teach the Bible to this Puritan community. He says, these false accusations, don't you know that it is wrong? The, The ninth commandment says, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. And he goes on to show them the hypocrisy of what they're doing. Those who believe in religious freedom are squelching the freedom of these women and accepting these false accusations. The heart of this book is the relationship between Nathaniel and Rebecca. And when Rebecca is finally sentenced and put in jail, Salem Jail, which was a harsh place to be put into in 1692 with her friend Agnes, Nathaniel will come to Rebecca and speak his heart to her. That's a very powerful scene, but I don't want to give that all away to you. What I'm doing in this podcast today is to give you a little preview of a book that has gripped my heart. It broke me to have to write this because, you see, I don't like to talk about the sins of the church, but I had to in this book. I had to say that the Puritans were misguided and they were caught up in this zeal. And I know there was a lot of things going on with families feuding, land disputes. I think all of this contributed to this hysteria. Hysteria. I don't believe there was a genuine affliction of these young girls. I think there was something more evil and sinister going on. And the church should have stood up and said, we need to investigate this more. We need to more look more closely at this. And they accepted hearsay evidence and things that they should not have accepted. And that's why I wrote this book. And so, if you are someone that enjoys historical fiction and you like to read about true life events I believe that A Witch in the Woods The Persecution of Rebecca might be the book just for you it is my heartfelt apology to the pagan community in this book and I wrote it with that motive in mind I know that talking about a tragedy like this is very painful but I believe as Christians we have a responsibility to be honest, to be transparent, and to say, hey, this was wrong. This is not representative of true Christianity. And so that's what I've tried to do with my book, A Witch in the Woods, The Persecution of Rebecca. It's available in both Kindle and paperback on Amazon. I want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your busy life to listen to my podcast. God bless you and have a great week.